Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I'm trying something a little bit different. I'm basically using my telephone, my cell phone, to do a podcast. I'm, I'm just, I'm interested in trying uh, some of uh, Anchor. Uh, that's the podcast host that I use. It's a, 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 an offshoot of Spotify, and uh, they have some new features. And, uh, and uh, I'm just interested in trying them. And besides, I wanted to do... Uh, a podcast exclusive, and this is this seems like a good time to do that. A good, uh, I have a good excuse now, um, because that's something I was thinking about for a while. Just doing some podcast uh, exclusives that are for the podcast and not for the YouTube channel. And uh, this seems like an interesting way to try that out. But anyway, I want to talk about today is I believe that the human race were flunking. We're flunking the test. Uh, if there is a test, I mean, we're, we're just flunking it, I mean, big time. I mean, every day in the news, it's just so depressing. I mean, more death, more murder, you know, more chaos. Like, we human beings, we just, we're just out of control. And I don't know what the solution is to get control or to try to get control of the situation. But uh, throughout history, we just seem to we don't have that ability we, we're just we're completely beyond repair it seems but i think you know what we need to do is as a whole we need to start looking at ourselves and hey we got to figure something out here because this isn't working the way we're doing things i mean let's just uh for, i mean let's just start like if i you know of course i believe that there's an extraterrestrial presence here and they're watching what we do they, they see how we are and and uh, I'm sure from uh, if you're outside the box looking at this, it probably looks even worse than what we see. Um, it's, it's probably mortifying, horrifying, terrifying. Every scary word you could think of. Um, I mean, it's just awful. I mean, I just, you know, just yesterday uh, there was this terrible shooting in a Walmart in uh, Virginia. Six people were killed, and there was a, a gunman who worked there. You know, then he killed himself. Uh, I just I saw some uh, young woman on CNN earlier today uh, talking about what happened. She was one of the survivors. At one point, she was hiding under under a table after a bunch of her friends got shot, and she could hear the blood dripping from each of the chairs. And it was it's a sound that she'll never forget. And then the gunman knew that she was under the table and told her to get come out from under the table. Here she thinks she's about to be executed. He puts the gun to her head and then tells her to go home. And some, so somehow, for some reason, he spared her. Uh, it's just a story of horror. Pure, absolute, unabridged, unbridled horror. And it's, it's, this is all the time. This is commonplace. I mean, <laughs> just uh, there was a shooting in a gay bar in Colorado where somebody went in and just started killing people. Uh, there was another case just recently, uh, police still don't have any answers, where in Idaho, uh, there's four teenagers, four college kids, you know, young people, four young people murdered while they sleep by, with somebody with a, with a knife. We have the, 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 the horrors of, of war ongoing you know, in this world, in Ukraine specifically. I mean, just mayhem, chaos, and death. I mean, just we're just terrible. The human race, we're terrible. We we need to figure out. I don't know how you stop it, right? Or how you get a grip on this, or how you, uh, you know, lessen the violence. I mean, but there has to be a way. I mean, we need to really all stop and like, what are we doing? 
you know, I talked before about how I believe Ariel School, uh, that whole incident was, I think, really what happened there. I think those aliens came that, that day in 1994 to warn us to get a control. And I think if we go too far, they're watching us. I believe that they are watching us. And if we go too far, uh, you know, they're going to take over. Maybe that's what this is all about because it seems like we can't control ourselves. So maybe these beings are going to be the ones that try to rein us in. And we're not going to like it, but maybe they're giving us a chance. Maybe they're giving us a chance. And maybe we, we need to try to figure out, you know, how to get this all under control. Because it's definitely not under control. I mean, I don't know how you, I, I don't know the answers either. I don't know how you stop any of this, okay? Uh, this, I'm not gonna, this is not a political thing here that, we're, we're, <laughs> that I'm trying to create here. No, no. I'm just saying, as a human race, as a whole, we need to figure out a way that we're not... Uh, committing violence against one another. I mean, they're, they're, we sh we shouldn't be doing this. I mean, we're we should we need to be able to rise above this. I mean, if we're going to advance, you know, uh, we we got to get over that. We we can't be this way anymore. Again, I don't know the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but you have to look at you know uh, when uh, the extraterrestrials showed up in force. Again, you know, I point out 1947. You know, just two years removed from when the bombs were dropped on. Uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Now, there's a lot of evidence that uh, there was the, some sort, some extraterrestrial presence here before 1947. Actually, during World War II, for instance, a lot of the flyers uh, from both sides of the of the of the battle saw Foo Fighters, and I know I've talked about this before in podcasts. Some sort of strange lights were they were they probes? Were they watching what we are doing to each other during World War II? Is that when it really started? I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibilities. I mean, think what happened during World War II. In addition to the, all the fighting, there was the Holocaust. The Holocaust. And could you imagine now, if uh, I'm certain, if there were, if these Foo Fighters or uh, remote-controlled extraterrestrial probes of some sort, uh, you know, uh, collecting data on what we are doing to each other during World War II, I'm sure they uh, somehow were able to collect data on what was going on uh, in in Europe uh, with these Nazi concentration camps, right? So. Uh, they, they probably saw that too. They probably saw how humans could just actually turn uh, murder, uh, basically turn it into a, a, a plant, like a like a, a factory, uh, killing people in a in a factory style, heart, totally heartless. Right. So they probably they pro they probably were aware of that too, and they probably saw that. Okay, and then the, they ended this war by dropping bombs on on another country just to end the war. Um, you know, people could argue about whether that was right or wrong too. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm just talking about from an out, what, what, uh, this looks like to, uh, to, uh, you know, to an outside, uh, intelligence. It doesn't look good. None of this, the Holocaust, the fighting, the bombings. And now all these years later, all these other wars since world war II, it just keeps getting, you know, we, we, we haven't stopped. It just keeps going. Whether it's the United States fighting somebody over in the middle East or Vietnam or, uh, Russia invading Ukraine. I mean, we have wars, right? We have useless, stupid wars all the time. And, uh, it can't look, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good for the human race at all. I mean, if you're if you're an outside intelligence and you're looking at all this, you're like, woo! 
You know, it's totally ridiculous. I mean, and again, and not just the wars, but just even the nitty gritty stuff. You know, you know, by next week, people are gonna forget about the, the that Walmart massacre last night, okay? Because there'll be a whole bunch of other new massacres to replace it. That's where we're at, and that's just here in the United States. I mean, there's there's other countries too having they have their problems, but here in the United States, we have mass murder constant all the time uh, by people showing up with guns and just shooting people uh, sometimes. And then, then the murderers themselves, they either kill themselves or they get busted. And then, you know, well, what does it matter? There's people dead and it's just for no reason, for no reason. And I just think that we need to somehow figure this out as a human race. Like, you know, all countries together need to say, look at, if there's an extraterrestrial presence here and they're watching us, we're we're flunking this test. We're flunking the test, and you know, you know, people say they 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 don't you know they they want their uh, they want to have a country. They want to have their own country, right? But how are you going to have your own country if there's an alien takeover? We're not going to be able to do anything there. I mean, they're going to be in charge, and there's nothing nothing anybody could do about it. You know, so. Uh, I, I think that the people in all these countries, right, uh, and you know, not just against each, not just the wars against each other, but the violence that happens within each country, within each county, within within each city, you know, all of it. Somehow, we need to get a grip as as the human as a human race. We need to figure this out. We're not we're not figuring it out. We're we're, we're flunking so badly right now. Flunking so badly. Oh. I mean, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the violence. I mean, it's an it's embarrassing to look at at what we are. I mean, really, I mean, we're we're terrible, and we don't do anything about it. Yeah, there's I think there's way more good people than bad people. You know, bad more, way more good people than bad people. However, uh, the, the unfortunate thing is the good people really don't assert themselves enough. Obviously. We have good people do not assert themselves enough to prevent the bad ones from getting away with these things all the time. We're basically sitting back and allowing the mayhem. And then we just throw our arms up in the air and say, oh, there's nothing you could do about it. No, there has to be something, right? We need to sit down and, and figure this out. There has to be something to curb, you know, the violence and death and murder. I mean, the way, the way we carry, carry on with it over here, it's just out, it's insane. I mean, what are we doing? Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Uh, You know, I, I always talk about the three experiences that I had with extraterrestrials. Uh, two of them I'm certain for sure was extraterrestrials. And the third one, I, I think, maybe. I really don't have any explanation. And uh, But, you know, there were other strange things other than those things. I was thinking about it the other day, you know, uh, that happened, you know, when I was growing up. Um, things that really <laughs> have no explanation. Um, now, whether they're related to aliens or not, I mean, that that's, you know, pure speculation. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know what the answers are. Um, uh, one of the smaller things that uh, happened when I was a kid, and I didn't know until I was actually older, actually one of my, one of my sisters, 
Uh, I have two two sisters, uh, two younger sisters, and they. Uh, one of them said that one time uh, she was in the living room of, of our house, and uh, the there was a heavy love seat, a pretty heavy love seat in, in the one room, and it just moved by itself. Like she saw it moving by itself, and my mom was there, and. Uh, Apparently, she didn't really notice it as much as my sister did, and my sister tried to point it out to her that what just happened and that this love that this love seat just actually moved by itself. It just pulled away from the wall, and you know, and my mom just moved it back to the you know got up against the wall, and that was it. That was the end of the story. And you know, there was <laughs> you know, and my mom now does seems not to remember this, but uh, you know, my sister told me about that very strange incident. Uh, was it aliens? You know, I don't know. Was it ghosts? I don't know. Some people say there's ghosts. I, I don't know. I, I never had any experience with ghosts, so I don't really uh, know about that. No, I've, I have an interest in that kind of subject. There was uh, actually, I did some YouTube videos uh, on my channel a long time ago about, oh, well, it's not that long, maybe five years or so, um, about ghosts. Uh, go, ghosts and images. You know that were captured on old photographs. There were some really good ones, and I, so I made some videos about those. Um, but outside of that, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if that's real or not. Um, but when I when I think about that moving love seat, you know, the fact that it just moved by itself like that, like my sister claims and swears by. Um, well, well, I guess it's who knows. I mean, what what would cause something like that to happen? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, there's no reason for it, uh, but it could be. It could. It could be UFOs. It could be alien related. Um, who knows? I mean, if I had an experience when I was a kid, well, maybe maybe everybody in the house was having experiences, and we just are just for the most part unaware. We are unaware of those experiences. So I guess anything's possible. You know, it makes you wonder. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of alien abductees. I mean, uh, maybe they're just a select few of us that remember these things that are able to uh, put two and two together and, and, and know uh, that something's been going on their entire lives that they can't explain. Uh, and some of them actually, uh, re, you know, retain memories of these beings without, without the aid of hypnosis. So, um, you know, it makes you wonder, um, you know, you know, how many of us are, are there things happening to, and we just really don't know it. Or or just are too afraid to look deeper into it, you know. Like a, a lot of people ask me, well, why don't why don't I get hypnotized, particularly uh, with regard to, to what happened when I was a kid with that uh, extraterrestrial being in my room? Uh, well, I'm not. I, I, my answer is, yeah, I, I don't think I want to remember. You know, I think it's. I think it would be traumatic. I think it would be a traumatic memory to have. In fact, I don't know how uh, people who actually encounter these beings face to face deal with it on a regular basis. You know, you think about the kids at the Ariel school that, you know, that one girl, Salma Siddiq, was only a, one to two feet away from one of these beings and was looking directly into its eyes. Um, that's scary. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, that you know, Salma has to deal with that imagery for the rest of her life now. I mean, I don't know if you, you want to see an alien face to face. I don't know if that's a memory you want to have. Because guess what? You're going you're gonna to think about it every single day. Every single day you're going to think about that. That's going to cross your mind. Just, I'll tell you what, even the, 
the, the, that hand, the hand that I saw, the shadow uh, through the blanket when I was a kid uh, of the three-fingered hand getting closer to my head and further away and the sound, the sound that I heard, that scary humming sound, you know, that never let up during this whole 20-minute episode when this thing was in the room. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's something I think about often, you know, throughout my entire life, you know, I'm in my 50s now and that's something I don't, I'm not sure a day goes by if I don't think about it. It's one of those things, it's like a significant um, event of your life that's just hard to shake. You know, it's just one of those things that sticks with you. You know, it's like glue. You know, you just, you don't get over it. Well, there was another incident too when when uh, I was a kid that's uh, even stranger in, in its own little way. Uh, my youngest brother, Sean, he was very young at the time, maybe around four years old. So this would have probably been around 1976. And uh, the one evening we were, you know, we were sitting around as a family. There was at this time there was uh, six of us. My uh, uh, fifth, uh, my uh, fifth, uh, fourth sibling was not yet born yet. She wasn't. My other sister, uh, the youngest, wasn't born until 1977. So it would have been four of us. It would have been me, my brother Davy, my brother Sean, and my sister Mary Alice. But anyway, Sean was only about four years old, and he and he said there was this park, this big park near our house, and. Uh, uh, on the edge of the park, there's a, there was a creek, and uh, and he was telling us uh, the one night, you know, uh, that he he was down the park and he saw a, a bee, a person uh, standing or laying down or standing up by the creek, and and this person's eyes were wide open, and basically what it sounded like to us as we were sitting there listening to this, and I was only what uh, in 1976, I was around six, you know six years old, or excuse me, uh, going on eight, seven going on eight, or maybe eight, I'm not sure, well, probably seven going on eight, and in my mind it sounded like, well, he's, he's describing a possible dead body laying down by the creek near this park, and uh, I can't remember, you know, he was pretty young at the time, he, he might have been, I think he was down the park with us that day, like me and my other brother Davey, we were older, and he was with us, and he, later on that night he's saying, telling my my mom and dad that, you know, he saw this uh, person with their eyes wide open by the creek. And to everybody in the room, it sounded like he's describing, you know, here's a four-year-old kid describing a possible body laying down by the creek. I mean, it was authentic story enough that next thing you know, we're all getting in the car in the in, at, at night, you know, uh, in the, my dad's station wagon, and we're driving down the, this park to go to the creek to, to see what we could see was there. Um, see if somebody's there and you know we're looking around. I remember my dad getting out with a flashlight we're all standing up on, on uh, above the creek and he's walking down through these trees and bushes to this spot where my brother Sean told him the, where he saw this uh, person with the with the staring eyes right and he's looking around and I remember him walking through the bushes in the, the black of night and I can remember seeing the flashlight moving all over the place. I mean, it was like a significant event that felt like at the time. We were looking for a possible body. But he came out of there and there was nothing there. We all went home and life went on. So, you know, now now looking at it now, you know, I have, you know, maybe, maybe it was something else going on there. You know, I, I wonder what, possibly. You know, it could have been just the... Now, now, my brother Sean's not, you know, I've, I've, I've known him for many years now, and he's not the kind of person, uh, I've never known him to tell fake stories, uh, phony stories ever throughout his life. Um, you know, so looking back at it, it seems like, you know, what was he talking about? 
You know, where, where did this come from? You know, what, what, what was he seeing? Did he actually, you know, I just don't, I just don't believe he made it up even at the age of four. It just, it was a detailed story, you know, at that time. Now, he doesn't remember telling this story. That's the funny thing. You know, he does not remember telling this story now either. Uh, but my mom remembers this happening and uh, my dad, well, he's passed on now. He, he's been dead a long time. But, uh, and my brother Davey remembers it. So yeah, it, it was something that happened where, you know, in the middle of the, like in an evening, like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, you know, or, you know, it was dark out, you know, a, a story is told about a person standing near this creek with these, or, or near this creek, I don't know, laying down or standing up or whatever, but with the, the eyes wide opening and like, like if he was dead, but when we went there, we drove down there at night, nothing was there, but you wonder maybe, maybe Sean saw something else. You know, I mean, he's only a really young kid at the time. Maybe it was something else. And maybe he doesn't remember it anymore because that memory was wiped away. Who knows? I guess it's just food for thought. You just never know uh, what's going on behind the scenes uh, in this whole extraterrestrial reality, the power that they could have over us and the things that they could do and the false memories they could insert into your brain. Um, there's just so many different... Uh, angles angles to it so you i wonder now like with some of these other weird things that happened when i was a kid i wonder if somehow they were related to uh extraterrestrial presence here now of course like i said before i know for a fact some of them you know at least that one experience when i was a kid with the with the with the being in the room there's no question that that was extraterrestrial i mean there's no doubt in my mind you know um that that was an extraterrestrial event and there was something in the room and now you know, when I look back at some of these other weird things that would happen every now and then, there was something else that happened to me when I was uh, a, a kid that I don't really talk about. And, uh, and I remember laying in bed and my bed like basically shaking, like coming off the, you know, the actual bed felt like it was sh like bumping off the ground, you know, not extremely violently or anything, but enough to make me get up and wonder what the hell's going on. So I remember going downstairs then and thinking, well, maybe it's the dryer's on or something and it's shaking the house because, you know, the dryer was a small house that we lived in and if the dryer was on in the middle of the night, you know, that could maybe make make it feel like the bed was shaking. And I remember go, sneaking downstairs and and no, the dryer wasn't on. So then I went back to bed and I'm laying, laying in bed and then again, the bed shook again. You know, it was, you know, like almost like... Uh, Again, it's not like like in a movie where, you know, it wasn't really violently, but it did feel like it was coming off the floor a little bit. You know, it was very strange. It was like something was shaking the bed. And, uh, you know, so I wonder what, what was that all about? You know, was that extraterrestrial related? You know, I don't know. So like these things I don't talk about that much because I, they're just, I don't know. Like these other stories I'm, I'm talking about tonight, I, I, I don't, I just... I, I can't really pin an extraterrestrial uh, and, uh, solution to it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is for that. You know, uh, why did the bed shake? Well, did my younger brother actually see someone standing down by the creek? You know, my sister, what was going on when that love seat just moved by itself? You know, I don't know the answers. I don't know the answers. I mean, I don't know if that's related to these other things, but I'm just throwing that out there as, well, maybe, maybe those incidents are related, you know? Maybe that's what's, maybe, you know, they're related somehow. And, and maybe there are, there, maybe the answer is extraterrestrial behind it. Because there is, I don't know what the answer is. 
I don't know. I mean, what 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 are the, what is the answer now? Of course, the 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 person down by the creek, the the the, the staring eyes incident. You know, that could have been that that's very possible. That was just a fabrication that my young younger brother just you know in his young mind just dreamed it all up. It just it, at the time it it what was weird about it though, and I, I guess you know it just it wasn't something that he would tell us. Like that's what seemed so strange about it. It wasn't the kind of story that little stories that he would tell you at, the, at at that time. I mean, where where did this come from? It was, you know, in fact, like everyone in the house, even I remember my dad even looking over at me, like like, <laughs> you hear what he's saying here, <laughs> you know, because like he realized this is not like Sean to, to just tell a story like this, and you know, so it sounded very truthful. So that's why I I, I include that. And of course, my sister, you know, years later, you know, after you know she was growing up and I was growing up, you know, telling me this story about the love seat moving, you know, by itself, you know, hearing that now, there's no reason that my sister Mary Alice would tell me something like that. If it, you know, if it didn't happen, why, why would she, uh, but that's what she remembered seeing. And she, she never had an explanation for it, you know, and of course then, uh, the, the, the bed shaking, you know, that, that, that was probably around, uh, the incident with the bed shaking, that was probably around the time, you know, within a year, you know, around the same time when I had that experience with the alien being in the room. You know, I was I was pretty young, you know, I was probably around eight going on nine. And I think that's when it was, uh, you know, it was around that same period. You know, it wasn't the same event. They were, it wasn't like the same day, but I remember my bed specifically shaking. And I remember being concerned about it to the point that I went downstairs to, you know, looking for an answer, you know, seeing if the, uh, to see if the dryer was running and there was no dryer running, you know, and then, uh, you know, going back upstairs and, and, and then it happening again. And then that was really scary. And I'm just, I just laid there. I didn't know was not, what, what was I going to do? You know, what was I going to do? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I guess I could have woke up everyone in the house screaming, crying about, you know, something shaking the bed, but, you know, even in my young mind at the time, it sounded preposterous. <laughs> You know, how am I going to, you know, people are probably going to believe me here. I'm going to tell, if I tell that story, nobody, who's going to believe me? You know, your bed shaking, oh, it's nothing. Go to bed. I mean, that's, you know, that's what the answer would have been. And rightfully so, probably. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there are some things uh, beyond the other stories um, uh, that have really have no explanation. I have no explanation for those other three stories. Like I said, the second one, there might be, I mean, you could, you could say that's just a fabrication, a, a child's fantasy being told. Um, but the other two are a little bit stranger, you know, shaking beds and, and moving love seats. Well, uh, I don't have any answers for that. Uh, that, that kind of stuff. That's, that's beyond my pay grade. Mm -hmm.